first item is the approval of the meeting minutes from October 13th. Move approval. All right, all in favor. All right, moving on. Item three, is there anybody from the public here to discuss an item that's not on the agenda? Project proposal from Trey Hodgson Pillar. I don't stand here, but he has completed a project of constructing some birdhouses that are, I think they're all up at uh, soccer now, um, at the Kicker Soccer Complex, kind of in that north area um, that uh, we're going to be adding some prairie to. So it's a good, uh, uh, good habitat um, spot for it. So if he was just going to present that to you guys, just Josh had been trying to coordinate with them on timing for this, and maybe he ended up with a last minute conflict. Okay. Well, very good. Sounds like a good project. All right. Um, the next item is um, the Chag Green Park um, Project Design Review. So, before we sort of start this, um, Julie's going to present the. Yeah. So, in your packet, it says that Don uh, Martin will be here from Snyder Associates to present. Um, he is quarantined in his basement at the moment, so he is not here tonight. So I will be doing the presentation that he would be giving. Um, I have uh, Nick from Standard Associates back here to help if, I, if there's specific questions from the landscape architect, and Tyler will jump in. Okay. The three of us will give you a great presentation. Um, and we're going to walk through the three projects for 2022 separately. Yep. I'll give the presentation. Then we'll have time for public comment. Um, public comment is comment, it's not question and answer with the commission. So we'll take any questions you may have or any concerns and I'll write them down. And then following public comment, will be a time for the commission discussion. And we can answer questions that come up at that point, if that all makes sense, right? So. Good. All right. All right, so we're going to start out with Chattic Green Park. Uh, and I pulled this one up also on the aerial so you can see it. It is a five-acre park south of Port Street um, on Friendship, kind of south of City High School. Uh, was owned by the Chatting family and was a landscaping business for some time. I hope I got the right term for that. Um, City bought it with the intention of it being a park. And to this point, it has been our, one of our primary community garden sites. Um, and for us, community garden means garden plot rental. Um, individuals rent a plot, take care of it on their own. We provide the place, the space, we till it at the beginning, and we clean it up at the end. Uh, that's been the primary use. Um, but this project looks at adding some additional neighborhood park amenities. So let me take you back to the This is just showing the location of the three parks we're talking about tonight. Can you all see this or do we need to turn the light? I can see it fine. Okay. I'd rather leave the lights on so you don't fall asleep on me. <laughs> uh, we have Chatty Green here, Fort Hill to the east of it, and then Whispering Meadows down in the southeast portion of the city. With Chatty Green, here's the existing aerial again. This one uh, doesn't show the gardens as they are right now. So let me 
pull this one up again. This one shows the most recent garden expansion, which is probably three years ago, two years ago, three years ago. It was before it was this plot and about this much of this plot. You can see kind of the old ground here. Um, we moved those back and then so it was out of the right of way of Friendship Street because when that street develops, it will get curved and sidewalk at that point. So we moved out of the way of that and expanded the number of plots at that time. The rest of the park has been left in a you know untouched mowed turf grass um, state. This pathway through here is blocked up here in the top left corner. Um, we did have trouble at first with cars driving through there. So you can see the path there, but it's really, it really is more park, it's all park land here. So we had a public meeting a few weeks ago where we showed four concepts for development in the park area at Chatty Green. Um, all of these, are, I'm sorry, two concepts. They show this one here on the bottom left shows a rectangular shelter, a circle area that would have a small playground in the middle, four or five accessible parking spaces here along the um, alley, or there is a name of that street, but right there, and then a paved path that would take you to the east gardens um, with space for additional um, compost storage, things like that that the gardeners use. In addition, since this drawing, we, you know, there was a lot of interest in some raised beds, so we would likely put raised beds somewhere here close to the par accessible parking and this first bank of gardens. And then finally, a restroom facility, a standalone restroom facility, very similar to what we recently put in at Oh, Weatherby, McPherson, several of the park projects that we've done recently. The other option looks at it uh, with the shelter and the playground, a little bit different um, alignment and the restroom being included with the shelter. Uh, staff would not recommend that uh, simply because all of our other park designs now are going to a shelter and restroom separately. And that's nice if you are renting the shelter, you don't have the general public coming up and using the restroom through, through the middle of your party or whatever to do that. So um, this, the concepts all kind of show the same thing. Staff would recommend that we go with something similar to this with um, shelter, playground, restroom, garden amenities, and accessible parking. So right now, parking is on the street, or there is kind of a gravel parking lot right here now. Um, but this would, would make it handicap accessible um, and provide a few spaces. Not enough for all the gardeners, obviously. The other thing that the plans show is a future spot for additional garden plots. And that's one of the questions we'll ask you about. Um, shown as master planning in this particular project just because if we, one of the requests from 11 gardeners is additional water sources, and so if we're gonna go underground and start putting water into the other two garden plots, it would definitely make sense to prepare it at least for a third site if we were gonna do that. So that's one of the reasons for that. We uh, showed several different playground images. 
covered, we had five different proposals, and I'll come back to this later on in your discussion. There are pretty small pictures there. There was a survey available that night. So we had the board, the um, design boards out in the park. Myself, I was there. Don was there from Snyder and Associates, and Nick was there. Um, two picnic tables. We had lots of sheets of paper to have people give their comments. It was a very spirited discussion that night in the park. Um, and we tried to encourage everyone to go ahead and write their comments down so you would have those, which they are in your packet. After we finished the event in the park, it was available online for about seven or eight days um, with additional press about that. So we got quite a few survey results. Um, so in total, there was 22 comment forms received, two email comments, eight post-meeting comments, and 17 online responses. So that's pretty good response rate for a park project of this size. Um, you can see here the, the playground, there was votes for all different, all the five different options and then seven people voting not to have a playground. And that was one of the discussion topics at night um, with residents on both sides, wanting a playground or not wanting a playground in the park. And that will be a question we ask you about in just a few minutes. Um, earth tone seems to be the color option that people would like if there is a playground. And then the amenities, our restroom score is pretty high. Drinking fountain score is pretty high. The park shelter score is pretty high. Although we have some options on whether we do a large size shelter or a smaller one, so we'll talk about that. Um, and then open play space. So there was a lot of concern that we leave a fair amount of open play space in that particular park. All right, with that said, there's several questions that we're gonna ask you on this one in order. I'm going to brief you on what those questions are, and then we'll give time for public comment and come back to them. But first of all, first set of improvements that we were considering would be the accessible parking spaces, paved path to the easternmost garden, and raised beds along that area. And I should mention additional gates into the fence. There's a fence around that garden. And then we want you to think about what other facilities would you like us to consider to add to help with the community gardens at that spot? We will ask, would you like there to be a permanent restroom or not? That's one of the components shown here. Um, and should it have a shelter? And if so, what size? Kind of the two choices there would be, the size proposed now is similar to what's at McPherson or um, Willow Creek or Weatherby, those are all kind of the same size. Or a smaller one, which would be similar to what we put in at Scott Park last summer, or Cardigan, or Villa Park, kind of the eight, or may help me with the size there. I think they were 20, I thought they were 24 by 24, I thought they were square. Yeah, they're square. 24 by 24. 24 by 24 shelters. So, can have those two options with that. Should we include a playground? And if so, which of the five proposals? And then what about planning for additional community garden plots? Um, on the last question, I would tell you that the staff recommendation is to plan, at least plan for the additional plots. Um, the garden plots last year across the city sold out within three hours. And by far, Chad Green is the most popular garden spot. Um, there are a number of concerns from the neighbors about the space in the park, and we can go through that. Um, 
as far as operations go, though, having more gardens in one spot and then having more of a central location helps with our staff time for monitoring and, and doing all that. Any of these items are, are up for discussion and, and up for your recommendations. So along the way, after we have the public comment, I can give you more of the staff feedback on, on why these things are recommended um, and answer questions. So that's the end of the presentation. With that, we'll open it up to public comment. If you have public comment, if you would please state your name and address so Tammy can capture it for the minutes.
from the city for the city for the city's community gardeners to succeed. Because right now, all those people so eager to get a plot, they fizzle out in three weeks to a month. So I'm a gardener. I keep my plot going all year long, all season long. But that's, I'm, a, I'm a hardcore gardener. Everybody else just like look, and there was weeds taller than me, covered with tiggers, chiggers, and kids hardly walk through it. I'm just saying that most plots are abandoned immediately because we aren't supporting them and helping them be gardeners. Now, when we have softball or something, we got big, nice lights. We're paying to run the lights. We got really nice parking. We're mowing the lawns. I mean, somebody in the city decided that was important. We wanted to do that. Anyway, I'll get off my soapbox and just say in conclusion that I think that community gardens offer our community good exercise, a family activity, uh, it encourages a healthy diet. Like, there's enough advertising for fast food. Who's doing it for like vegetables? We are in the gardens with our children. It improves food security. We see disruption in the food supply chain. We've got to grow more in our county. It's a chance to connect with nature. They're looking up at the trees. There's no screens involved. Thank heaven, something that doesn't involve a screen for myself as well as the children. And it also is an opportunity for a sort of a spiritual opening to the miracle of growing your own vegetables. Thank you, Chris. Thank you, Teresa, for your comments. Appreciate it. Hi, my name is Linda Dead. When I live in Quartz, Quartz, the Pinky Teller comment about support for gardens. I'm a master gardener in Jefferson County, and there would be a, um, a resource of master gardeners who might be you know, willing to help with a project through your gardens. This is a resource for you to think about. And uh, if you contact them at the Extension Office of the Foster County Fairgrounds, you can get more information. And maybe about this. Three. Thank you. Thank you, Linda. Appreciate your comments. Um, my name is Roxanne Mitten, 2116 Friendship Street, uh, one block away from. Chattuck Green, and I too am a gardener at uh, Chattuck, and it's a, a delightful location, and one of the takeaways I have from that animated meeting was how much people are enjoying the open space, um, and that there was, there was a lot of discouragement for the extra garden, and I recognize developing infrastructure while infrastructure being laid out is great. Um, but looking at the neighborhood kinds of focus that have been with parks and looking at the amount of space there relative to somewhere, say, at Weatherby, where there's also a park where dovetailing with city workers uh, and expanding in that area could, could create a lot more garden without the impact on this area where the, the neighborhood is wanting that open space. Um, so I, I'm just I greatly support having a restroom. It's pretty uncomfortable to be working there. And I can walk home, but most people aren't. You know, um, the water access has been extremely challenging, so I highly support putting in the structure for the uh, watering. Uh, having a long history of looking at water management, I'm going to suggest for future, at least to think about, metering water, you know, like National Park, you put in a quarter basically to 
shower because, and I do it too. When I'm running the water, the water's running. I'm no exception to that. And we have change, climate change pieces going on and I consider a phenomenal piece associated I love the idea of having a having a shelter and a playground and seeing gardeners family playing in that great area. Um, what I'm concerned about is that on the neighborhood neighborhood piece, I, I've seen a lot of what's been happening in McPherson and there are there is a huge amount of activity at McPherson. My question the larger you build shelters, the more come, and that kind of pulls away from neighborhood. Um, that really, that's as a as a person there, I would I would encourage the smaller of these structures versus the big party shelter. You know where people are doing big time parties. There's no parking. There's not going to be parking to support that. Um, that's a seems um, that's just my. I love what you guys are doing with, with the parks. I love going around and seeing in the various areas, you know, the splash pad and the play going on there, the, the plantings, the sculptures, the art, the, just the feel of everything. I love the mission you all are doing, so I that's all. Thank you, Roxanne, I appreciate your comments. Gardening program, we wholeheartedly agree with both, with all three of you on that one. 
Um, the soils actually have been tested, and we can make sure you go get that information because they were tested last year at a request of someone. Tyler, yeah, remember? someone requested a test. We did test on all the different places um, that we have gardens. They all work pretty close to being right on what they should be for um, good garden growth. Of course, tomatoes take something different than some other veggies, so it really depends on what each gardener is growing to a certain extent, but. For a average garden, the plots um, had uh, good soil health. Um, we were able to make a few amendments in a couple of the different spots uh, to even um, increase that uh, um, this year. Um, but uh, that was one question we kept getting. So we did test it, and we were uh, um, we were happy with the results. Uh, somewhat of a misconception: if you continue to add compost constantly, it actually works against your healthier soil. Um, and you can, you know, harm it to the other extent so your crops aren't doing as well. Um, there's a whole idea that you should be able to plunge your arm into your elbow, you know, from way back when in your garden. That's not necessarily the best type of soil to grow every type of veggie. Um, so we're trying to get that, you know, happy medium. We had an outside company test and uh, um, they were able to get the, that test for us. Um, we'll do, you can ask kind of questions about that after the meeting or after this item, you can answer those if it's specifically about soil testing. Um, the other part about the garden operations is right now there's also another survey on our city website under the recreation page asking gardeners for exactly this kind of information and looking at how we improve our programming and uh, you know everything that happens within the site. So this particular project is looking more at the, the hard improvements the actual operations of the gardens um, take place through the recreation division and they're working on those kind of separately from this, hoping for some improvements with that. Um, as far as additional water things, that's one of the definite things we're looking at in adding through this project is more water lines with more spigots closer to different parts of the gardens. Likely improving the access within the garden spaces. Um, we've heard a lot this past summer about there being issues with the pathways not being cleared and overgrown. So we're looking at ways to, to improve that. The picket fence or the split rail fence around was a question that came up the night of the meeting of why is it there and I don't think any of us know. So I'm not sure that needs to stay. That's, that's kind of a, something that's been there for a while. We don't really know why it was there. So that's kind of the overall gardening operations questions, we agree that there could be a lot of improvements on how those are managed. Right now, we rent the spaces, and that's about what we do. We do have some staff that's been able to do some work with that, but not nearly the amount that would be really beneficial out there. Um, as far as master gardeners, sure, we would love to, to see what we can do and, and partner with that more. Um, some of the questions have come up about the open space, so I'm going to this is also in your packet. Um, Chad Green Park is five acres in size. Right now, approximately 0.7 acres of the park has garden rental plots. With the proposed parking area, restroom, shelter, and playground, that would cover an additional 0.3 acres of land. And if a third section of garden rental plots were, were placed there, it would cover an additional half acre. So with all of those improvements, that would still leave 3.4 acres of open space, like the low turf grass with some trees in it, in that park. 
And to give you a sense of how big that is, it is, um, Creekside has 0.8 acres. Uh, Ronald's Miller, which half of the park is open space there, that's 0.9 acres. Cardigan around the circle area is about one acre. Scott Park has more, it has 6.6 .6 acres. That's of course the uh, touch football fields area there. Pheasant Hill Park, which is closed, has 2.4 acres, but most of that is pretty steep slopes. It's not really an open soccer field type space. Calder Park has 0.7. So for the most part, having leaving still 3.4 acres of low turf or, or unimproved open space is significantly larger than most of our other similar parks. So um, I'm just bringing that up. It, it, it's debatable how much is enough and how much is not, but that is, uh, that's how we measure the acres on that. Um, parking and paving. The staff recommendation on that is largely due to accessibility concerns, and as you know, that's been a major um, improvement we've been trying to do throughout the system, is to add paving. We don't like to pave grass areas any more than anyone else, but it's necessary to, to provide a, a wide range of access. Um, talk about the garden wrenches. So the restroom and shelter, I think we've heard positive things about the restroom. There were some people concerned about lighting and security on that. Um, Steve, do you want, like, can we interject questions as topics arise? I think I 
Or would you rather be done? I got one more thing, but let's just let her finish and then we can just. You want to pull up and then we'll yeah, we'll just have the yeah. overall discussion. Okay, so that's that's kind of the um, the distance to the other playgrounds in the area, and then finally the garden plots question. Um, so right now we have 273 garden plots around the community. Last year, as I said, it was all sold out in the spring in three hours. So they are popular. It is a, a council strategic goal related to both local foods and climate action. So we support that. Um, why not do it at more parks? So we heard, why not spread it out to more parks? Believe it or not, there's not many parks that have sites that are appropriate for gardens. Um, a lot of our parks are part of the stormwater system. So you can't put a garden where it's intended for the floodwaters to come through. Um, we have areas of the park that look flat, but they are wetlands, essentially, that are not appropriate. Um, or you have other topography or reasons. We, we have, uh, honestly, <laughs> researched about every park to see where we might be able to put more garden plots. And there, there's a few more, possibly, but it's not as prevalent as you think it might be for, for garden sites. Um, whereas this site um, does offer, it's already flat, um, it's already connected with the other gardens. In, in, our, in a staff perspective, this would be a good site, understanding that, and of course, that would bring in more cars, more parking, but when we plot out where the gardeners come from around Chaddock, majority are from the neighborhood, so they aren't coming from very far. I know they still drive, but just something to balance that. Okay. Okay. All right. We'll open this up to discussion. Chris, sounds like. I was just trying to get an idea in my head as to what the objection was to the playgrounds. I believe it was two, I, two things in general. Um, concern that the playground was going to take away the wide open green turf area for kite flying and football playing and frisbee. Um, I'm not sure we did a very good job that night of showing the dimensions of how big things would be or how, uh, you know, how much space they actually would take. You know, by calculations, it's really not that much and it would still leave it open. Uh, I think there's also concerns that it would bring in parties or more people into the park. But then quietly out to the side, I had some people say to me, you know, I live close by and I don't garden, but I would love to bring my kids here to play. So it's a balancing between it, um, that. And I would say that it was, it, it's not sized to be a destination playground. It's sized to serve people that can walk there from their homes. So, yeah. One of the comments kind of in the packet or one of the concerns that was brought up in regards to parking was just kind of the permeability so of just uh, more concrete and same with some of the paths. Is that something that I'm just not as knowledgeable about uh, some of those pieces that way? Is that something to explore? I just wasn't sure about uh, that. It is, it is something to explore. Uh, when our primary goal is accessibility though, yeah. you know, it could be that's the pathway up to the first set of gardens in the you know, the amenities is the solid, and then if we do a, would do additional paths in the future, I would say definitely those should be of a permeable type. But I don't know, Nick, do you have anything else you could add about using permeable? I, mean, I think, Carol, I think the accessibility is, can be a concern 
then the maintenance, um, unfortunately it's not uh, put in this kind of leave, but there are things, maintenance that are associated with that, that something could be considered. Also, typically there's smaller subcommittee that's associated with that permeability, and that's, again, that's something else that, um, I don't know, is budget, and that, I mean, there's more to it than unfortunately just putting it down. I'll add it's currently cited on top of primarily, if not completely, on a spot that the parking anyway that's already gravel that's heavily compacted. So the difference in the permeability of that gravel that's heavily compacted and the concrete isn't going to be the same gap of difference if you have grass there currently or some other type of vegetation. So there is a difference, but it's not as drastic of a difference. How many parking spots are we? Like, oh, it's four or five. I think it's five. Five. One accessible floor. Which is essentially what's there is a gravel lot yeah. right now. Has the budget been discussed for this project? Everything that we've shown you is within the budget. Um, the additional things that we may want to do with the gardens will probably come from city climate action funds rather than this project. So there's uh, still some flexibility with that funding. Like there were a lot of comments in the packet about the, the neglected garden plots, and is there any consideration of what could be done with that, or to help people who kind of fizzle out after a couple weeks, or otherwise encourage them to keep their plots yeah. tidy? So the official rules say that if you neglect the garden, you can't rent it the next year. I, I will tell you, you haven't had the staff resources to actually go out and, and please, or the knowledge to do that. So it's something we can definitely look at. And that's part of what the survey is looking at with the gardeners to answer that question, what could be done differently. Um, we did, three years ago, offer beginner gardening classes. And that too, we had a lot of people, same thing, really good intentions at the beginning. And, and it takes a lot of work, obviously. So um, we don't police it very well right now, but it, you know that's something that we're definitely looking Are you looking for? Um, so well, now I think what we need to do is sort of sleuth out what we're gonna motion for. Like, You're hoping for one motion after one motion to kind of cover questions. all the, the questions, including the, the parking, the restroom, to include a shelter, to include a playground, um, plan for existing uh, additional garden spots. to approve this item in Globo? Mm -hmm. yes. yes. Okay, correct. So yeah. I'm happy to start that off. Okay. Um, I'm not going to speak to every single thing because, uh, and if I don't speak to any particular thing, then I'm in favor of the staff's recommendation. One thing that I'm a little, I guess, uh, in noodling through the objection to the playground, that's maybe the thing that I kind of saw the most because it really is in conversation with like the green space. So I was interested to see that the acreage that will remain open space that make me feel good. Um, 
And I like the idea of expanding the space available for gardening. I hope that, I know we divide parks and rec between the parks and the recreation, so the programming is one side. We're talking about the hardscaping, the park on this side. But I would hope that in adding more garden space and more infrastructure around the garden space here, that that'll be in conversation with whatever comes out of the survey for improving the programming of that hard space, whether it's a master gardeners, additional resources and staff. I recognize that's not what this is. Um, as far as the playground, I guess I'm a little I'm a little troubled by the objections to it because you know I think who who is this for? Who is the park for? You know, uh, we're worried about people coming in and using the park, and I, I feel a little uncomfortable with that language and maybe like what that could possibly imply. Um, this is not a huge playground, it's a small playground. And what I notice among all of our parks is that we're trying to incorporate amenities that can be used by different users in the community. Some want open space, some want to run, some will buy hype, and some will play on the playground. Uh, I don't see putting a playground here as being in tension with maintaining this particular characteristic of Chattic Green, which is the community garden. Uh, and, I, and I also think that to the extent we can add things that make this more accessible, I don't mean accessible for the parking, although I agree with that too, but accessible for people who might want to use this parking lot for gardening, I think is favorable. And I'll just piggyback if you look at the numbers two-thirds of the respondents were actually in favor of the playground. Mm -hmm. So, anyway, good comments. Mm -hmm. Who else, really? Any thoughts? I'm, I'm really in favor of just about everything. Anything that will increase accessibility and usability for the parks, I, I wouldn't want to see anybody excluded. I don't want kids to not have a to play at a playground. It, Things. 
Um, so they'd be at, we follow ADA standards, I don't know what all those are at the top of my head, but um, so you can reach all the parts of your plot and, and get up to it um, in a more accessible way. Anyone Alright, so I think I'm going to summarize what I think we're going to recommend. So, correct me if I'm wrong. So, we're going to recommend that put in pit parking spots, put in the restrooms, put in the recommend the smaller shelter, recommend the playground be included. Um, you wanted us to. Well, we can come back. Okay, we'll come back to that and put in the infrastructure for more uh, water and everything in the area. And then leaving the expansion of garden plots into the plan, but not expanding them at this juncture. So, so is there a motion to Sorry. 
Let me just leave it there. Um, <laughs> if you can see the cursor, this section right here is really the developed space okay. that we would be looking at for those items. So all of this area here, and it looks a little different here on this particular aerial, but that is all mowed turf grass now, except there's a pile, still a pile of mulch and dirt right here. But you're looking at not even half of the park, even with the garden expansion happening. Thank you. So is there a preference on? Is there a preference on the option one? I think is the staff recommendation. This is the staff recommendation. Yeah, me too. This argument is low. Okay. So, motion to approve option one. Second. All right. All in favor.
appreciate you coming to share with us. Thank you. Thanks, sir. Yeah. 
hears like earth tones is probably the choice, although secondary colors is kind of a nice, got a lot of comments too. Uh, the thing I didn't show you on the, the map was, like I said, on the north side, you have a path through the longer section of the park along the creek. Right now there's an older shelter closer to Port Street, and then we have the renovated basketball courts. Uh, what this would do is take that larger shelter out and then put in a smaller version of the cover groups like we've done at the other parks, closer to the basketball court. So we can have one accessible path to the basketball court and the shelter. And we're hoping to get it to the drainage fix at the same time. <laughs> it's been a problem with that basketball court for quite a while. So um, this one is a little bit, a little more straightforward, a lot more straightforward. Comments and the public had there were some other ideas presented, asks for um, splash pads and a few other things that a few people here and there asked for. Um, our recommendation would be to stay with similar amenities what we have in other parks. Um, there was a request for solar lighting on the shelter, and I think that's something we should definitely look look into. And in this part. So this is the trail here through the Wander Park and the creek. Um, when you get down to Friendship, between Friendship and the playground, you can see we actually own park property on the west side of the creek. And it is a maintenance access through there. So there was questions from the public of could we sign it so people know it's a public access. Um, I don't think we would ever improve it, you know, to a paved trail or anything, but that would be something else to consider. It's just another way to walk to that flavor. So that's what I have on this. Any comments? Down an adult swing, just hold them. I mean, I'm not swinging, I'm just gentle rock. 
So please consider at least two counter swings in your swing arrangement, please. Uh, the color scheme that the public has chosen um, would be a nice scheme for the people who live right next to that part to look at. I'm looking out at the purples and the greens and the oranges. Every day when you get up, it might be a little bit too much. <laughs> so um, thank you for your input. And your, oh, we're really happy to find out that the big boulders are staying. That's for the landmark in Fort Hill. And as the children get older, at least in our family, I'm going to climb. Our, our approach always was, if you can climb it, go for it. We did not help them. We, we spotted them. And by the time they get up into grade school, it's like a personal accomplishment. <laughs> and then you'll see the junior high school kids all sitting up there, you know, chatting, whatever, phoning. So thank you for um, giving us some amenities in the park. Appreciate it. Thank you for your comments. Sure. It looks, it looks to me like we have a four-day swing there. So, I mean, I think, Nick, we can take that as a comment and, and figure out how to, look, you know, which swings go where and how to do that. That's easy, easier to Okay. Well, I would approve it. second. So we're approving the loop design of the, we're going with all the city recommendations and the staff recommendations. Yeah, that's my intention. Yeah, okay. One question that I just had, not just for this part, but just for general, is the solar kind of lighting and solar panels and all of the yeah. Some of the city's plans for climate action, is that something to explore for all parts as a whole? And there's no kind of timeline for around that. So I, I thought that was a great kind of suggestion to go back in that, that way as we think about the future. We're in the middle of a motion, so I'll come okay. back to that. Sorry. Sorry. So there's a motion by Chris. Is there a second? Second. Madden seconds it. Yeah. All in favor of? Aye. 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 Okay. Opposed? Residential lot. So the area here 
is the, the drainage way, so even the trees may not be there in the end. We're not sure about that yet, but we have to keep that open. But there is room to have a connecting path to the existing path around the wetland um, to do the small shelter as we've talked about several times already tonight, and then to have a small play space here. So it is really a very much pocket park. We would also get a drinking fountain and a new park side. We did a neighborhood meeting for this. We actually held it at Weatherview Park along with the Wreck and Roll. Weatherview is also in the South District. Um, we only had three or four people come to talk about Whispering Meadows. They'd all gotten their postcards though and were excited to come talk about it. And their general sense was anything you do would be great. <laughs> so uh, we did have a lot of advanced questions about the rest of the park maintenance that we've taken care of since then. But um, a couple options here is first of all, you could do the regular shelter like we've been doing, and that seemed to be the, the three or four residents that did comment that was their preference. They also have a new um, swing, uh, like a porch swing with a, with a roof over the top. We have three of those going in a first front crossing very soon. That could be an option here too, instead of the, the uh, square shelter. One note on that is for a shelter. It's smaller than the other ones we've been talking about. It's more the size of like a Highland or a Pheasant Hill, if you can picture either of those. So it, it is quite small, because that's all the site allows for, really. Yeah. Um, oh, the playgrounds are not there. Um, in your packet, you have the five different playground options that were presented for this one. Staff recommendation would be option three. Has a little bit of shade, has a little bit different design than we have had in other parks. And um, yeah, maybe it's the scale. I'm not seeing the scale properly of the overhead, but it seems like it's really close to that neighboring house. Is there going to be a buffer or something to kind of separate that? There isn't. I guess it's something maybe it would be a planted bummer could be not a fence, I wouldn't think, but we could definitely add that to the comments and you're right because it is a really narrow there. I think there are those four trees between the playground and the property, but there isn't anything it looks like between the shelter and that. That's a good point. It's a similar distance as if there was an actual house on that site. How do you feel about that shelter size? Uh, it, they're well used in the other two. I think we only have two parts out of them that small, um, but uh, it is smaller than the others. It's not going to be like a, I mean, we put one picnic table um, in there. It's not going to be a big gathering space, but it's a place to get into some shade if you're um, there with your kids or grandkids. I was wondering if Snyder would come up with any other like ideas, like creative brainstorming. I don't, like, it's just such a neat area, and I never, I bike by this all the time, and I never see anyone, like a trail, or like, go out and fish on a dock, or I, like, I don't know what creative brainstorming areas regarding, like, the wetland area, like, is, yeah. is there some way to have people enjoy this area more? So, Snyder was not given that scope mm -hmm. for this particular project. Um, this one is an outgrowth of the park master plan, which showed a shortage of play spaces, small play spaces in this district. 
So this was looking at specifically at how to get a playground area, and I didn't include that as much in my presentation. Um, I would tell you that based on the feedback we've received, there are a lot of people out using that trail and, and having an interest in that park. So you know, a lot of people do fish there and use the boardwalk. Mm -hmm. So you may not be seeing it, but yeah. I, I think there is a fair amount of use by that neighborhood. So, because the road goes right by the wetland area, that would be. Yeah. There's people that fish from that side there. There's a bench there, um, a, a sign right there. Where the little loop is in the very center of wetland, there is a boardwalk that extends out onto that um, from the trail system right now. Maybe I just need something on the other side where I'm, you know, because like, I just don't. To me, it is a really neat area, but, but good to hear that local people, like people that live close by me, are in of them. And we're so, currently improving the natural areas there with a the reef grant that's in progress. Mm. So where's the boardwalk? Right in the center of that circle space on the right there, you'll be able to list out right there. Mm. Yeah, and see, I would bike over there on Lakeside, so I just don't quite see that far in. Yeah. The, the neighbors we heard from um, were in two different cul-de-sacs and then one from down here on the south side, mm -hmm. so they live a lot closer mm -hmm. to the trail that's there. And there are four entrances from those cul-de-sacs, there's four different spots, maybe five, um, and then you have uh, Lakeside Drive as well has kind of that access, so it's a it's a park with a lot of entries, I guess. It's a unique little area there, yeah. Mm -hmm. All right. We have mood approval. Uh, we need which playground are we going to? Whispering.
we had activity stations and games set up really almost every nook and cranny of this place. And we had well over a thousand people come out for that for that two-hour event. And so it was great to see. Everybody was great about wearing masks. We didn't have any issues with that. Everyone seemed to be having a great time. The costumes were super cute. Uh, as always with the kids, there were some very inventive, creative ones. Uh, but it was just fun to see families out doing that kind of activity. And it was kind of close quarters here, you know, with that many people here in such a short period of time. But everyone seemed to be relatively comfortable with that and seemed like a, a great event. We've got um, our first of two holiday markets happening here on Saturday. So Tammy's getting geared up for that. Uh, and that should be another, another event that brings out a, a number of different people out here. Youth basketball has started, so when you guys leave, you'll probably see some kids and their parents out here. So it's great to see all these different activities happening again. Our dehumidification project is still in progress over at Mercer. Um, and we're, we're kind of waiting to see when that final date is going to be where we can reopen. But in the meantime, our pool here has been the, the hub for everything that's going on. Um, we've been accommodating uh, Southeast Junior High because usually they practice over at Mercer. Coralville has been helping us out by taking on City High's practices that we usually have over at Mercer. Uh, swim lessons, aqua fitness programs, lap swim, open swim, um, all those different things are happening here. So it's staying, staying pretty busy. Um, and then finally, kind of an update on the, uh, the master plan project. We are still in the public engagement, community engagement phase. We uh, were taking public engagement, for example, during the Halloween event that we had out here. Got some good public feedback. Uh, we'll have staff here this Saturday for the holiday market. Um, we're going to be at the library for a few different dates next week. Um, kind of setting up shop during different times out there to gather feedback. Um, and, and just trying a few other opportunities. Our statistically significant survey, there are some delays with that, but I think it's going to be going out very soon. Um, and then we have our social pinpoint website. Uh, hopefully you guys were able to all distribute your, uh, your swim passes last week and get the word out about that. Um, but, is, but feedback has been good about that too. When does that officially close? So uh, well, we have, a, we have an official unofficial day of, of the 21st, but we'll, we'll okay. still leave that open afterwards. Um, so that will conclude our first phase, November 21st or so ish on or about um, then that feedback will be gathered kind of packaged together we'll be uh, meeting as a steering committee in early december um, looking at what are some what are some gaps in the information that we have are there some additional information or some additional questions that we want to go out and ask the community um, so we'll have some visioning that's going on there and then we'll have a secondary uh, public information public input opportunities that will happen probably in um, January, December, January. Um, so we'll be able to go back and kind of figure out, you know, where there's some gaps and what we were what we were looking for there. Um, so it's coming along well. We're getting feedback on a variety of different fronts, and so um, hopefully next month we'll be able to report a little bit more on comprehensively how that how that information is coming together. Thanks, Brett. Any questions? Tyler? Yeah, so uh, changing the seasons is kind of our, our theme right now. So everything from uh, we have the mulch kits on a couple of the mowers like we normally do. So we go around the 
matter and, and one shows up. Um, we see guys following each other in the bars, they're not chasing each other, they're just doing the, the best to, to get everything mulched. Um, so uh, that's going well. Um, and that kind of gives a final mow to those areas too for the year. Um, we are starting to switch over to snow equipment on some of the other things. Uh, there's chances of flurries in the forecast, hopefully not more than that, but um, some of that equipment that we're not using for other things at this time of year, we're starting to transition to that. Um, restrooms and drinking fountains are all uh, winterized uh, and everything, so um, staff has, has got that accomplished. We pushed that as late as we could this fall, knowing people were still using the parks, so um, we usually have a, a bit of a flexible end date. We don't promise them after a certain date, but um, this year we were able to keep those open a little bit longer. Um, and then as far as park projects, uh, Glendale Park, that's still moving along. Um, yesterday they, uh, they had half of the uh, um, path to the back plus the back section, all the uh, um, paving done. I drove by on the way here. They got it all um, formed out all the way to the road. Um, the panels that needed replaced right up next to the road as well. So I think they're probably waiting on a weather window to uh, get that poured. And then, um, unfortunately for that project, the um, shelter and the playground are delayed. Um, so looking at probably a, a spring install for those, but the infrastructure is there, ready to go. When those are ready, the um, footings and everything's ready for the shelter to be attached. And, um, our staff is going to install that playground in the spring. Uh, um, hopefully, as long as that uh, that is in by then, um, just like everything else, we have delays right now. And one other project that's finished up since last uh, meeting is the trail um, on uh, uh, Iowa River Trail, just down from our shop. Um, we're happy to get that back open so people can use that trail. And Public Works uh, um, kind of finished that out with the uh, the contractor. I think there's a little bit of seating left to do on the edges, but it's been all backfilled and, and it's safety just now, so it's all good. I would I would mention the playground site at Glendale looks uh, like it's, like it's going to be a swimming pool. So if you hear why are we building a swimming pool, we are not. <laughs> it's just the shape of it. It really looks like a really cool backyard swimming pool right now. Um, and the only thing I should mention is there will not be this meeting next month. You've got an invitation for an online um, training for open meetings law. That, that'll be exciting, I'm sure. So. <laughs> so this is our last meeting for some of us. That's a good three of us. Unless you real. This is my seventh term, and I can only have two. I apologize because I missed that this would be the last time. Then we would have treats for you. And We were eligible to run that? That's what she told me. Then. Because I remember Clay saying, you can only do two terms, and this is my second. Like I'm finishing out someone else's terms. Mm -hmm. I thought we only got one term. Hmm. Anyway, well, Angie, thank you. <laughs> Appreciate your contributions. Yeah, Assuming that this is it for you. So, And uh, kudos to your guys' staff for uh, soldiering on through all this. Labor's tight. It's hard to find people, um, but very positive feedbacks from the people that are utilizing the parks and the um, activities as well. So, thanks. And I don't have really any reports. So, Angie, are you 
suggestions for future okay. agendas? I don't today. Chris? All right, so I'm going to follow up again on that government house and ask, meeting before I last that last one, whether or not we replaced the roof when we did it and how much it cost. Yeah, I have that yet. I can tell you where the rest of it sits, though. The Historic Preservation Commission has sent a memo to the council asking for direction on what will happen or what the council would like to see research were done with it. I can get that out to you now. Um, I should have gotten it myself. And, um, they are waiting for some direction back from that, and then we'd like to meet with this commission if indeed the council gives the go-ahead to look at it or, or not. So, so, Kevin Boyd, who chairs the Historic Preservation Commission, contacted Tammy, and he contacted me, and he sent me a memo. And he emailed me today, and I'm supposed to have coffee with him on Friday, and I was wondering if anyone else would like to come, although well, not a quorum. <laughs> Friday, 3.30, and true coffee. I guess he's just going to talk about his memo, and I could, maybe you can forward his memo to the Ocean Commission. Yeah. It's from April of 2020. Essentially, it's just a little history about Montgomery Butler, about mm -hmm. Montgomery, yes, the house and the couple. Which is interesting. Oh, that's uh, not the memo I have. In April 2020, it's not in April 2020, my right But I can find out. Yeah. Um, anyway, so I don't know what exactly has in mind. Maybe to make a pitch for doing something with it. I'll see if I can find you the roof class before that meeting. Because he said in this little memo that I read from April 2020. That it's in the Waterworks Park, but the land around the water treatment facility is maintained by Public Works. But I think we are still maintaining the house. Yeah, it's it's a really big. It's so it's called Waterworks Park. It is not truly a city park. It is Public Works land for the water treatment place. It's, it's really kind of an interesting site. So, well, that makes me even more curious as to whether yeah. the roof is coming off the park's budget. If it's not actually in a public, like a park with the public use. Yeah. We share some issue. of the maintenance of that park with, with water, um, so we kind of have a partnership. We help each other out with, with that there. They do the, uh, the most of it, but um, we do some maintenance out there as well. So, like the Port of Ice, for instance, that are off of the, uh, the parking area, those come out of our budget and things like that. Very good. Melissa? Nothing here. Ben? No. Alex? I want to thank the other commission members who missed this last week. Appreciate all the work of the past year. So, it's been great uh, serving with you. So, I want to thank you for your service. And also appreciate part of the social media updates. It was great to see some of the Halloween activities. So just kind of all the kids coming in. Uh, so a lot of great activities going on. So definitely appreciate all the hard work by the broader recreation team. So thank you very much. Very good.